am so excited about today's episode because we are diving in talking with Natalie and she's one of our conversions for client students, but she went from making $500 as a VA to having over five figure months in one year as a single mom. Y'all, you are not going to want to miss this episode. We dove into so many topics. It's so freaking good. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Sore family. Oh my goodness. I am so excited for today's episode because we're going to do something we've never done before. And I'm actually going to read something to y'all. But before we get into that, I cannot wait for you to meet my friend, Natalie. She is one of our members of Conversions for Clients. And her story is just so stinking inspiring. No matter if you're running ads or any other service, I highly recommend you just listen up and listen to all these gold nuggets that she's going to share with us today. So Natalie, I'm super excited you're here. Please tell my audience a little bit about who you are as a person and then about your business. Hi, I'm Natalie. I am from Toronto, Canada, and I'm a single mom. I was a bartender for over 10 years before I started my online business, and that kind of inspired me to work online. And now I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. So I run Facebook ads for coaches and course creators and also teach online business owners how to run their own ads as well. I just love that, Natalie. And we've never done this, but I feel like this is so powerful. One of the reasons I feel like in Surf Skills Store, we're always like, share our wins, share our wins every Wednesday, and we get to see everyone's wins. And in Conversions for Clients, we ask y'all to share your wins, but not everyone does. And whenever you come into Conversions for Clients, we ask you like, what would make this a success for you? And it's in a Facebook post that's been going on for two years now. And there's so many comments. And the cool thing is about this post is whenever our new members come in, then it like, it tags everyone who was in it, which makes you go back and find yours. And that's what happened this time. And I'm going to read Natalie's from a year ago. And then I'm going to read what she responded. So it said, this is when she first joined Conversions for Clients. It said, I suggest to Conversions for Clients because I want to be able to make an income from home that's sustainable, profitable, and doesn't run me into the ground. I was a bartender when I was pregnant and quickly realized I wanted to do something that would allow me to spend more time with my daughter and be able to afford to give her the life that she deserves without having to spend every night away from her. I did VA work for the past year, but I found I wasn't happy doing it. I didn't enjoy working hourly and I didn't feel like I was being paid enough to work I was doing. From conversions for clients, I hope to gain knowledge to make me confident in my business and get my clients the best results possible. I'm already blown away by its amazing community and support that it provides. I know I'm successful when I'm able to hit consistent five-figure months in my business. So that's what Natalie said would make her successful. And that was a year ago. And when this post popped up, she went and found hers from a year ago. And this is what her response was. Oh my gosh, crying face emoji, heart emoji. Reading this comment back just over a year later makes me want to cry happy tears. 
I've reached a point in my business where I'm generating consistent five-figure months, and now I'm working on scaling it to hit my first 20K month. It's crazy how much can change in just one year. That's powerful, my friend. So tell us, first I want to know, so you were a bartender for 10 years and you got pregnant. And so when you were pregnant, is that when you started the VA work? So before I became a VA, I actually started working online, doing high ticket affiliate marketing. And I started that when I was pregnant and slash when I was a brand new mom, because I knew that I couldn't go back into bartending. So I wanted to figure something out. And when I was introduced into this world, there was like an online portal that was basically a course on how to set up and run your affiliate business. And in there, I was learning about Facebook ads. And that's how I started learning about that. And then when my mat leave started to finish, that's when I started doing VA work and then pivoted into Facebook ads because I was already learning about them and then became really passionate and wanted to learn more and more. I love this. And so how did you find conversions for clients? One of my friends, Holly, I lived with her in Greece like seven or eight years ago. We actually worked on a party resort together. I've known her for years and she is a Facebook ads manager as well. And she took your course and I believe she was in an interview or something with you. And it was on her Facebook page. And that's how I ended up finding you. And I asked Holly about conversions for clients. And I knew that I wanted to take that course. Okay, so there's something to be said for anyone who's listening to this that has their own course, has a podcast, something like that. One of the things we've done since the beginning of having the podcast is invite on our students. One, because I think it's really important to celebrate their wins showcase them. And that's what we're doing right now with Natalie. But also, it automatically brings credibility to you as the course creator when other people are sharing their amazing results. And then they share it. And the funny thing is, if you know anything about podcasts, when you have like bigger guests on, they don't always share the podcast episode with their audience. But nine out of 10 times when we have our students on, they share it with their friends and family. And so just like you found it, and then you listen, then talk to her. If you have a podcast, this is something I would definitely recommend, even if you don't have students or a course, but have your client on your podcast to talk about their result. That was just a little side note that I felt was really important to unpack because I wasn't really sure how you found conversions for clients. thought you were going to say ads, <laughs> what most people say. So I love that you found it through Holly. And we'll link up Holly's episode too. She's been on the podcast. Holly is one of our students that's been in every single program. So she's amazing. Okay, so you started with affiliate marketing, which I'm a big fan of. I think affiliate marketing is so great. I started as a mom blogger and I was a new mom at three months. Like I didn't know anything about being a mom, but sure, let me tell the world how to be a mom. Then found VA. So I love that you started with affiliate. Something about that wasn't working. So you went to VA work. And then how quickly from doing general VA work to focusing solely on ads did that happen for you? So I think I only did virtual assistant work for one year. And I think the last 
couple months of that was when I officially launched my Facebook ads business. I knew that I was really happy working online and with like with the flexibility that it gave me with my daughter, especially being a single mom with the crazy, <laughs> crazy schedule with that. But it just wasn't giving me that income that I needed as a single mom living in a big city, wanting to support my daughter. So after less than a year, I was looking for something bigger and better and something that was more my own. I love that. And what kind of drew you to Facebook ads specifically? Like I said, when I was doing the affiliate marketing, I was learning a lot about it. And I wanted to just get better at it. So I ended up spending all of my time buying courses and learning and reaching out to people to mentor me. And I realized that I was spending so much more time trying to learn about Facebook ads and really perfecting those strategies and trying to learn more and more about them. And when I realized that, I was like, okay, maybe I should pivot here and launch a business related to Facebook ads since I'm so passionate about this and I'm spending all my time focusing on this one aspect anyway. Why don't I just have a business that is this one aspect? I love that. And I think a lot of us in the online space get caught up in that where it's consuming, buying, trying to perfect it. And one thing I talk about all the time in conversions for clients is you can read all day how to run Facebook ads, but until you actually get in there, click buttons, have an ad account shut down, run some ads. Like you don't know how to run Facebook ads and it's never going to be perfect. Facebook ads are always changing. And I think a lot of times we spend way too much time and trying to perfect the skill without actually doing the skill. And until you do the skill, you're not an expert. You don't know what you don't know. And so I think that's a really powerful realization that you had in order to come to terms with, hey, maybe I should be running ads for people. And I also want to point this out. You were a VA for a year. What was your best month as a VA? As a VA, my I wasn't making a lot of money. I would say my best month was maybe $500 because my client, I took on my client right when the pandemic started or right before the pandemic started. So I was supposed to work a lot more, but the pandemic really affected her business where it was like she was teaching kids like drama classes. So they couldn't get together and do those classes. So that cut my hours down. So I was still working online and making a little bit of money, but it really wasn't enough. Yeah. And so I think this is a really important distinction too, is like general VA 500 took a year to get to that. Then you specialize in Facebook and Instagram ads. And we're looking at this post saying you're having consistent five figure months with one service. So tell us about that journey of your year of running Facebook ads and how did all this play out? It's been crazy, but it's been really good. There was a point that was really difficult because my income started scaling up, which was great. And then I hit a high point where I was doing everything myself. I didn't have any support and I was so overwhelmed with work. And I think that I was only making $6,000 at that point, but I 
had too much work to handle and I was overwhelmed and I was too overwhelmed to take on more work. So that kind of started this roller coaster of where my income was totally not consistent and went up and down and up and down until I was like, okay, I really need to buckle down and focus on my business. I reached out to a business strategist to help guide me on just like a structure and like just help me really focus on what I should be focusing on in my business so that I can scale and get that consistent income. And after reaching out to her and starting working with her for a couple of months, then I started to gain that consistency and reach those five-figure months. Love that. And so one thing I want to say is you said just 6000 And just 6000 <laughs> a month is not a just. 6000 a month is an amazing income. I just wanted to let everyone know if anyone's, oh my gosh, she's saying just. I forget to say that sometimes too, but I want to make it known that there is no just in front of 6000 There's no just in front of 4000 Whatever you're bringing in, that's incredible. That's income for your family. And I know you probably know that better than anyone as a single mother that that income is to support you and your daughter. I just wanted to, it's not adjust. It's, you got this. Okay, so with that, creating systems and everything, and this is what we teach inside Serve, Scale, Soar, is that once you have those systems, then you can grow and you learn the skills of running ads. So where were you finding most of your clients? I have found most of my clients in... Facebook groups or through referrals? Yeah, predominantly Facebook groups and through referrals. I have in the past few months, I've started ramping up my Instagram again. So I have a social media manager to help me with that because I cannot do that myself. It overwhelms me. So now that's running. Now I have people coming in through my Instagram as well. But when I first started, it was predominantly Facebook groups and word of mouth. I love this. And so many people are like, Facebook groups are dead. Facebook groups are dead. I'm like, no, the majority of our service providers are still finding their clients in Facebook groups. You just have to be strategic on how you do it. So I love that. With your referrals, are you, do you have a referral program? Are you asking or were they all organic? You're just getting results, your client sharing it with their friends. How did your referrals come in? Some of them were organic. And then I do also have a referral program with my clients where they get a certain percentage off of one month for each paid referral that comes in. That's cool. What is the percentage? Do you mind me asking? It's 10% for one month. And they get that off their first month? Yeah, off the whatever yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay, I love that. I am not a fan. I like me personally, I've never done referrals. I always say there's two referrals. There's referral programs and the surprise and delight. And the surprise and delight is where it's organic, but then you still surprise and delight them with something. But there's so much power in having a referral program as well. And so I love that you have that 10% off one month for each referral. I think that's a great incentive for people, especially if you're charging high ticket. Because if your monthly fee is 2000 that's now I'm going to get myself in a bind. What is that, 200 off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a big discount. I love that. Okay. So tell me now, where are you at in your business? What's been your highest month? How are things going? Right now, I have been generating consistent five-figure months. 
for the past several months. My highest month has been around 12,000. So I'm still working my way up, but it's been consistent, which has been like the biggest thing for me. So when I hit my first five-figure month was a huge deal, not because of the amount, but because when I looked forward in my business, I could see the numbers that were coming in and see that I knew that it wasn't going to dip. I knew that I had that consistency. So that was a big thing for me. So how long do you sign your contracts for? I do either three or six month contracts. I love when y'all tell me that you do what I teach. It always makes me so happy. And that's exactly why we teach that is because it does create that consistent revenue. So you can plan, what do I have coming in the next six months? What do I have coming in the next three months? So I love that you have that. How many clients do you have on your roster? Right now, I believe I have six clients. And then I have a discovery call with a very ideal client tomorrow, which I'm so excited about. That's exciting. What do you think is the hardest part about being an ad manager? The hardest part about being an ads manager is Facebook. (laughs) No, that's not the truth. The technical challenges that come up and just not knowing, like I'm a huge perfectionist. So sometimes I get really anxious if my clients have a launch and you never know how the ads are really going to go when they start running. So that's really hard sometimes to let go and let Facebook do its thing a little bit and not try to control it too much before making those changes. It's so funny. So I am like a little bit of a control freak, just a little bit, but I don't get anxious around like business a lot. I just, I think it's just been a lot of internal work. I don't think that was always the case with me. I think that has come. But it's so funny because I always find that the most anxious people that I work with are Facebook and Instagram ad managers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all pick the most like anxiety ridden thing that you could be doing as a service. So that's so funny. What do you love most about being an ad manager? My favorite thing is that I can live anywhere I want, like that it's location independent. But I also really love that feeling when all the pieces come together in your ads and it starts getting those results. That is just like such a magical feeling when I see those, like I check anytime I check the ads manager and look at the numbers, they are amazing. And that's a good feeling when that flow comes in there. Yes. I love that. I love that. So tell me how is life different now with your daughter and you now that you're making consistent revenue? based on when you weren't? What does your life look like? How's it different? What's changed for you? I'm definitely a lot less stressed. I have more time for my daughter. I can buy her things that she wants. I'm able to eat healthier. Like I have a personal trainer now to take care of myself. I'm generally just a healthier and happier person because I'm not so restricted in what I can do and can buy. And it's also really nice that if I do need to take a day off, if my daughter is sick 
or something, or if I just really need a mental health day, that I do have that set in place in my business where I'm able to do that. I love that. And they always say, oh, money doesn't buy you happiness. Like I hear that all the time from people who say, oh, I'm not like, I don't have to make a lot of money or anything like that. And yeah, money doesn't buy you happiness, but money buys you choices, which can lead to a happier life. And it's so funny you said like eating healthier. That was our thing. Like we still, and I mean, our business is done for four years now and we still go into Whole Foods. Like to, Like we can't go to Whole Foods right now, but like this week when we go, we'll literally walk in and be like, it is so nice just to pick off whatever we want off the shelf and get organic instead of non-organic and hormone-free instead of non-hormone-free. And these weren't choices for us four years ago. And I know that it's not a choice for everyone when they go to the grocery store. Four years ago, four and a half years ago for us, it was ramen. Like we didn't even have the choice of fresh. It was like ramen. And now just to be able to go into a grocery store and buy healthier food it makes you a happier person or being able to have the Peloton so we can work out and that's better for our health. I'm not someone who goes out and buys Louis Vuitton. I'm not knocking people who do. Please go. That's never been a motivation for me, but just the options that growing your business gives you for healthier lifestyle that you may not even realize were important to you. It's funny We still work on money mindset, especially I'm still working on it, but especially my husband, because we both grew up in families that were like, you didn't have a lot of extra. And so even when we go to the like Chipotle and we want guacamole and he'll look and be like, but it's extra. And I'm like, get the freaking guacamole. Just get the guacamole (laughs) or get the eight ounce salmon instead of the five ounce salmon. Like it's totally fine. But it's little things like that, that it makes a difference. Like just those little things can make your life so much freer and happier. And that's why I think it's so important that us as women understand that there's nothing wrong with making money. Absolutely. I even, I never took care of my skin before I started my business. I never had a skincare routine and now I do. And it's every little thing has changed me so much in such a positive way. I love that. I also, and you may struggle with this too, buying my daughter stuff I'm like I do that too and I'm like are we creating like a little monster like we don't need to get something every time we go to the store but then it's hard to say no I always wonder like where's this balance of having the financial resources to like get her something but then also not spoil her and one of our things is now every time we go to the store if she gets something then we get something to donate to either like right now we're about to leave to go to Costco after this interview and get a bunch of supplies for the Hurricane Ian down in Fort Myers, just south of us. And making sure that she's part of that and knowing, hey, we have a lot. We have a lot to be grateful for. So let's help others. But that is one thing I struggle with. It's like this balance of how much is too much for the child? Absolutely. I do. I really like that idea of anytime you buy them something, get something to donate to. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, it's definitely, and we involve her. So like, even if it's like a big pack of diapers to donate or something like that, she knows that we're donating. Or when we put toys in a trash bag, we're like, okay, these are going to other kids that don't have toys. And making sure she knows what's going on and not just doing it without her knowing. Like she's very involved in that. And I think that's important. 
I love that. Yeah. Within the past year, I actually started donating to charities, which was something I was never able to do before. And my very first donation, I still remember it because it was such a good feeling that I finally had enough to give back because before I, I could never do that as much as I wanted to. But and now I'm in that place where I can give to these charities and organizations that I believe in strongly and have a connection with. And it just felt really nice to be able to do that. I feel like we do so much of the same stuff because I remember the first time we wrote the check to Village Impact and I was like, oh my gosh, like the check that I'm writing was more than we used to like, I used to bring home in four months and now I'm writing it for a charity. This isn't for me. This is for something bigger. And that's a really powerful. And this all comes back as women, we need to be making more money because studies show that where women make more money, they put more money back into the economy. Economies that have high women involvement in businesses and financial just prosperity, the communities are better, not because of the men, but because women put money back into their local communities more and give more. And so it's a crazy dynamic that if we just let women make more money and there was more mo- women making more money, then our communities would actually be better off if you look at the studies. So we as women need to be okay with making money. Absolutely. Natalie, this has been an amazing conversation. I actually have one more question. I wanted to ask this and I don't want it to get away. How old's your daughter? My daughter's three. Okay, so tell me, single mom, when you were getting started and everything, that two to three, so if I'm looking at a year ago, I'm guessing two, three, how do you manage work-life? I don't really believe in work-life balance, but how do you manage it all? It was really hard at first because until she was 22 months old, I had her at home with zero help. So I was working from home and taking care of her at the same time until she was almost two years old, which was really hard on my mental health. But then I finally got her into daycare. So she's in daycare during the day, which helps so much. And I walk her to and from daycare every day. It's a 20-minute walk there. So I get 80 minutes of walking every day, which is perfect. And then just being able to work from home. I usually pick a time during the day that I do my workout. And then at the end of the day, before I pick her up, I like clean a little bit. I have one chore at the end of the day that I try to do a cleaning chore so that it doesn't like pile up. And then I recently started getting meal prep services because I realized sometimes I just don't have time to meal prep and don't have time to make the meals. So I started just outsourcing that so that I can have those healthy meals come in without stressing about cooking all the food and then doing all the dishes. I love this. And I think that this is also important is that I don't know if it's the same in Canada, but I know in the US especially that there's all this shame around moms who work at home putting their kids in daycare. And I feel like we just need to cut that shame because if it was anyone's spouse that was a male 
and he was working at home and said, okay, I'm going to send the kids to daycare. No one would say two things about it. Like it wouldn't be a big deal. Of course they need to go to daycare because he's working. But as women, because we're home, we're expected not to have help or we carry a lot of shame around that. And you need that. Like having a nanny or having sending to daycare, there's nothing wrong with that. You get those amazing minutes when you go walk her to school, you come back, you're doing your business. She sees that you're the mom that's working plus being there for her. And there should be no shame around getting childcare if you're working from home. Absolutely. I know when I first wanted to put her into daycare, there was a bit of pushback from my mom and my grandma. But once she started daycare, they really understood and they saw her thriving because I couldn't do both jobs at once. I couldn't take care of her properly and run my business at the same time. And I felt like I wasn't giving her enough the attention that she needed being at home with me when I am working. I love this. Natalie, this was such an amazing conversation. I know it's going to impact a lot of women. And so thank you for being so open and honest with this conversation. Where can my audience connect with you more and learn about what you do? The main place you can find me is Instagram. My handle is Ads, or my website is natalieannads.com. I love it. And we'll make sure to link all that up in the show notes. Thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on and just sharing your story. Thanks for having me. Serve, scale, soar, family. Oh, dang, was Natalie good. We dove into so many amazing topics like how running a business as a mom and some of the things that are great about ads, some of the things that aren't, how all of our journeys are so different and how Natalie as a single mom has been able to really delegate out a lot of her life so she can be more present with her daughter. And I don't think there's anything better than that. So make sure to reach out to Natalie, tell her how her story inspired you. And if you want to find out more about Conversions for Clients and how it can maybe impact your life, head to conversionsforclients.com or brandymouse.com forward slash CFC dash waitlist. It would be way easier to go to conversionsforclients.com. We'll make sure to link all that up in the show notes. We will be opening the doors to Conversions for Clients again in January. So get on that waitlist and you will be first to know when we open the doors again and you can meet Natalie inside. And until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.